Let's just imagine that Steve Armitage is hosting the broadcast tonight. How would that go, Mike? Oh, thanks, Mark. It's going to be a great series as the Calgary Flames, a fabulous city, up against Edmonton. Edmonton, germs, disease, sweatpants with good shoes. Don't, don't bring the hate on Rod. This is all on this end, folks. Be mad at this guy. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Happy Thursday, everybody. And I want to say game day, but every day is game day on the RP Show. We're coming to you from South Florida. And in a moment, we'll be heading up to the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Yes, a lot of hockey. Uh, we have some great breaking news today. Where's my bell? We'll get to that. And some awesome guests coming up today in the form of Hockey Hall of Famer Lanny McDonald and maybe future Hockey Hall of Famer, I don't know, Matthew Savoy of the Winnipeg Ice as they get ready to open the WHL's Eastern Conference Final against Edmonton on Friday night. But let's bring him in now, the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. And I feel like, Moose, we are coming in hot. We're sizzling on this Thursday. we got so much to talk about. Uh, what has you excited the most here today on this Thursday? Well, obviously, recapping the Battle of Alberta is top of mind. It's just it's still blowing people's minds what happened last night in that game. Just unbelievable. And, and of course, you know, excited to see where things go tonight and, uh, you know, obviously see if the Panthers can bounce back. Yes, so hockey is where your mind is. But i got to tell you this. I am in a tremendous mood. There's something about starting the program at noon Eastern. It gives me the morning to get things done, you know. And it was a complete cluster truck of a morning. For a lot of the morning, as you know, um, I had to call my business manager, Joe, 747 Gunnis. I had to call Joe and say, Joe, we're not putting jerseys in any more contracts for speaking events. We can't do that because Theo and I have just had a hang of a time getting jerseys delivered to events that I'm speaking at. I feel bad. I didn't give Theron Fleury. I dropped off some jerseys at his house. I said, can you sign these and ship them out, Theo? He said, done. And they went to... The to the wrong place. Hey, why am I even bothering Theo? So I'm like, Joe, no more jerseys. But we found the jerseys. They're sitting in the safe uh, in the in the uh, coach's office of the Estevan Bruins. We found them. So I'll be distributing them that? once I get to the energy city. Right. So it, it has, and it all turned out nice again, as Cactus Jack Wells would say. And then, uh, what? oh, yeah, the breaking news today that I will say right now. There's breaking news. I thought that I broke it, but I didn't. By moments, the CFL actually announced their own news before I could get to it. Um, I had the scoop, but it came to my Saskatchewan phone, which I don't. I only check once a day, so I was about an hour late getting to it. But the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Winnipeg Blue Bombers have moved their preseason game, which was supposed to be played next Monday, holiday Monday, at 3 p.m. at Mosaic Stadium. They've pushed it back to May 31st, which is coming up aces because that means on our very first day of broadcasting from the Centennial Cup at Estevan next week, we won't have uh, the um, competition from a CFL preseason game just up at the highway. So again, as Cactus Jack well said, everything has turned out nice again. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Please thank you. I will, I will throw a little bit of a curveball at you people with regards to my quick six. Here's my number one topic. The PGA Championship began this morning at Southern Hills with a stacked field that included Tiger Woods in one of the morning's featured pairings, but no defending champion Phil Mickelson. 
Tigers with Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy in a grouping that is sure to have massive crowds packed into every corner of the compact, recently restored Perry Maxwell layout near downtown Tulsa. The three in that group have won 22 majors combined, Moose. As for Phil, the defending PGA champion chose to extend his hiatus from competitive golf after incendiary comments that he made about a Saudi-funded rival league that is due to hold its first event next month in London. Bryson DeChambeau also pulled out last night, but for other reasons, he's hurt. So anyways, we're following the PGA Championship, but nobody tuned in for that. Point two, Matthew Kachuk scored a hat-trick for the Calgary Flames in Wednesday's 9-6 win over the Edmonton Oilers to open game one of the most recent Battle of Alberta. The NHL's first playoff game in the Battle of Alberta in 31 years compensated for its long absence with an abundance of goals in game one. 9-6, Calgary won. It was the highest scoring NHL playoff game in 22 years. However, Calgary's two goals in the opening minute were the fastest, Darren, in NHL playoff history. And I want to say this. Was it over a minute in? Because I feel like it was. It was. It was. And, you know, fans will say, well, no, was it over? The Oilers tied it in the third period at six, which they did. I mean, Calgary went up, what, 2 nothing. They were up 5-1. It was 6-5 after two, 6-6 at one point. But if you watch the game, goaltending aside, Calgary dominated the game. Edmonton didn't play very well, and Calgary will say they didn't play very well, giving up six goals. But, I mean, at one point in the second period, the shots were 37-13 for Calgary. I think Calgary put up what I didn't see the final shots. They get 50 shots or right there around 50 shots on goal. You knew in that game Calgary was going to win regardless of what Edmonton was doing. It was just that kind of a game last night. Let me go to the big board, Moose. Let me go to the big board. I never saw the final shots tally, but I'm sure somebody... How do you like that? The first thing that popped up was the PGA Championship, which tells you that I was uh, searching it. Don't mind the garbage truck over my shoulder. <laughs> it's not one thing, it's another. 48-28 <laughs> were the shots for Calgary. So, yeah, my and math's not great. That was a lot almost of... Almost two to one. That was a lot of garbage time shots from Edmonton too, right? When Calgary's just sitting back, protecting the three-goal lead, flipping it out, flipping it out. But, you know, not a banner start for, for Mike Smith. I know probably our poll question tomorrow will be who will start in goal for, for Edmonton because he let in those two in the first minute, let in one, I think it was around the six-minute mark to make it 3 nothing, and then he was out, right? And Jay Woodcroft called his timeout after like a minute into the game after those two quick goals. Um, it was a mess. It was a mess of a game last night, but it was a lot of fun and it was really entertaining. Got a lot of people's attention, as you saw, some NFL stars, including George Kittle, uh, tweeting, what a wild game up there in Canada. And you have to remember, man, the fact that the NHL is on ESPN is a major boon. And for that matter, TNT and PBS, because they're in the major cable packages so when you see the news release come out from the nhl that this is the most watched first round in 25 years it's on more tvs than ever and the hockey's also been great but enough about the ratings uh i expect mike smith will start game two it's no different than the la edmonton series and he blew that game and they came back and won it and i i just think that the flames aren't the la kings and if anybody thinks that that game wasn't over a minute in because as you pointed out, the orders came back and tied at 6-6 late. No, then why not just play the final 20 minutes then? It's a 60-minute game. 
And, or people are going to say right now, well, why not just play the first minute run? No. Dreisaitl will set it after the game. Pretty hard to play when you're down 2 nothing a minute in. It's a mental thing. So we'll see if the Oilers can come back. I'm not sure that they can. Uh, Terry Livermore is a viewer. He watches on Game Plus TV, Moose, and he is, uh, he is written in on the 902 line. We invite anybody to do so, 902-518-3033. That's our text line. He says, just wanted to say how much I enjoy watching Moose and you, Rod. Down-to-earth Westerners talking about more than just Toronto teams. I love CFL, NHL, and WHL. And you have interesting guests. I live in Calgary, grew up in Winnipeg, and spent many days in Musaman, my mom's hometown. Hometown of the Tippets, too. Hope to run into you guys at Grey Eagle sometime. Keep up the great work and keep well. Well, thank you, Terry Livermore, for the nice comment. I appreciate that. Uh, I think that's all I have on the Order Series. And then the other game, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have grabbed the opener of their Stanley Cup second-round series with the New York Rangers. Ian Cole's goal completed the Hurricanes' comeback in a 2-1 overtime win against the Rangers. If anybody watched it, which I did, with the Rangers' lead, won nothing in, for almost the entire game until the last minute before Carolina tied it. Cole beat Igor Shesterkin at 3-12 of OT, the second career playoff goal for the Canes defenseman. Uh, by the way, speaking of people that don't know anything, I say that somewhat in jest, but the NHL announced the finalists for the Coach of the Year trophy today. And uh, that's the poll question, which you put up for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. And I'm very interested to see where the voting goes on this. But the candidates are, the finalists are Andrew Brunette of your Florida Panthers. Daryl Sutter of the Calgary Flames, who might be too busy running for Premier of Alberta before this is all done, let alone winning the Jack Adams Award. And Gerard Gallant of the New York Rangers. So we just, post, we just put it up. My guess is that Daryl Sutter will run away with it. But it's just very interesting that Dave Randorf would come on this show on Tuesday, Darren, and say, <clears throat> interestingly enough, the television voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and say, how has John Cooper not won Coach of the Year ever in the NHL? And I thought about it. I know that he hasn't. We follow this very closely. And I wonder if John Cooper would even care because they've won the last two Stanley Cups. Serena said it's because of his greatness. He just After a while, people are so great, you forget how great they are. They just become like part of the furniture. And maybe that's what John Cooper is. He probably is the best coach in the NHL. How does he not become a finalist? And as I said to Randorf, as I've learned now that I've been covering the NHL the past few years, like very closely and going to the games and the markets, a lot of the people voting on these awards don't even know the game. And Dave was biting his lips so hard, it turned white. <clears throat> so I don't know whether he agreed with that or not, but that's what I think. So what do you think about these yeah. coaches of the year, candidates and finalists? No, it's, it's interesting. Like, I don't think John Cooper would be a nominee for the coach of the year this year. I mean, they didn't finish in the top three in the conference, right? I mean, they didn't, they were, didn't have home ice advantage in the first round. So it wasn't their best regular season. But at some point, I mean... He's won president's trophies too. He's had teams in first place. He probably is the best coach in the National Hockey League. Andrew Burnett had a great year getting Florida where they were in a tough situation. Where's Jared Bednar who led Colorado to a whole hum first place finish, right? That's another one. We just know the team's so good that we think the coach had nothing to do with it, right? I mean, Daryl had a great year. That's, that's great. And, you know, Gerard Gallant in New York has done great things with that team too. So I don't, I can't, 
you know, say who I would knock out of there. But yeah, Bednar is the one guy I would look at and be like, maybe he should have been on that list. Do you think Daryl will win based on recency bias? Or like, who do you think should win? I mean, out of that group, I could talk about this all day. Andrew Burnett came in and just didn't screw it up. And as you know, and the Panthers know that I've been in that since day one of the preseason watching their games. And they, I knew they were a close team. I knew they were a tight team. And you really wouldn't even notice the difference that Joel Quenville's got. Had they lost to Washington in round one, different story. Uh, Burnett's done a great job. I'm sure they bring him back as head coach next year. But I'm not sure I'm voting for him for coach of the year. He got the job by default. And he didn't screw it up. I got to think that it's Daryl. I really do. It's hard to argue. You know, New York's the other one. Gallant, that'll be an interesting... Uh who's going to win this one because you talked about New York being the dark horse of the East coming into the playoffs. Uh, he had taken that group and really they say that New York is a year ahead of schedule. You know, that, that next year is no. supposed to be the year that they really take off with ages and whatnot, but you never really know. But what Daryl's done in Calgary has been just phenomenal, changing the culture like that and getting the most out of Goudreau and, you know, having the guys he's got, I mean, multiple 40-goal scorers. It's been, yeah, Daryl could win this. And I think he should win it. And I was smiling because I was thinking of just with Daryl. <laughs> Coming into Calgary and just saying to longtime staff members there and executives, you stay in your office for six months. You stop bringing your friends into the dressing room. You and it's like the first time he got fired when he was doing that. Now, now they all listen to him. I said, "What changed?" And our viewers, who are very sharp people, wrote in and said, "What changed, Rod, is he's come back with two Stanley Cup rings from LA." And we'll see if that translates to a Stanley Cup in Calgary. They're certainly looking good. By the way, we are live on location next week at the Centennial Cup in beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan, a ten-team tournament from May 19th to the 29th. With the host Estevan Bruins welcoming the champions of the nine CJHL leagues. For more information on the 2022 Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons, go to hockeycanada.ca or follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow Hockey Canada. Uh, they are opening today with a triple header. We're going to get to that next segment because here I have to mention we only got a couple minutes here. This is going to spill over into the next segment. The Canadian Football League and its players' union have reached a tentative agreement on a new labor contract ending the second strike in CFL history. The contract must still be ratified by the CFL Board of Governors and the CFL Players Association. The new CBA comes four days after players with seven of the league's teams did not show up for the start of training camp. I'm not really getting into the nuances of the deal. A lot of people are very interested in that. The majority of people not interested at all. But the things that caught my eye were a couple of things. Um, annual increases to the minimum salary, which I think is fantastic. The biggest one, probably, teams can now start eight Canadians as opposed to the seven that we've been used to for years, decades, in fact. One of those being a naturalized Canadian. So as an American who's played in the CFL for five years or more, or with the one team for your first three years or more. There's a whole lot of American passport CFL players that are now classified as Canadians. That is a major, major, it's not even a wrinkle. That is a tidal wave in how the CFL does business. And I'd like to see even more naturalized Canadians. So I don't really know what they were fighting over. Was it money? Was it this? 
I don't know because I know the union's been staunchly opposed to that. But training camps are opening today uh, across the entire league, save for Edmonton and Calgary, which have been going since Sunday. We knew they'd get a deal done, Darren, but this is a, this is a pretty big uh, development in terms of the new CBA. Yeah, big deal. Seven-year deal on the CBA, which is a long one. Um, I think there's going to be some movement there for them in the revenue sharing. I think that was a part of it too. Yeah. Uh, contentious issue. So I think the players got something out of it. And I think it's a deal we hope that can work well for both sides. That's what you want. You want the league to at least pretend or act like they're taking care of the players. And you want the players to at least pretend or act like they care about league business as well, work together, care about each other. And hopefully this is a deal that they're both happy with. We are only uh, three points through the quick six. We'll be back with more in this warm-up. On the way as well, Lanny McDonald and Matthew Savoy. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube daily, and 24-hour sports radio streaming at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, if you didn't uh, remember, it's Thursday. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito half off at Taco Time. Every Thursday, over 120 locations across Canada means there's always one near you. Before we bring the moose in, I'll tell you that uh, Marco Gonzalez pitched six solid innings to snap a five-start winless streak and lead the Seattle Mariners past the Blue Jays 5-1 at Rogers Center. Ty France hit a two-run homer for the M's, who also received solo shots from Cal Raleigh and Abraham Toro. The Blue Jays have the day off today as they prepare for a three-game interleague series with the Cincinnati Reds. Tomorrow, that being Friday, Jays hurdler Hinjin Roo is expected to get the start, and Canadian star Joey Votto is expected to be in Cincy's lineup after he missed more than two weeks with COVID-19. I got to say, very disappointed. I checked the Miami Marlins schedule. They will not be welcoming the Toronto Blue Jays in 2022. How much does that suck? As we bring the moose in now from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and we have a message here from Don. He's watching in Houston, Texas on Game Plus TV, and he says, Rod, are you aware your T-shirt is one year behind? It is? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I was, oh, you think? Because I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> let me just say this. I was walking through the Panthers souvenir store, and it's a wonderful souvenir store, uh, on Tuesday night in game one. I'm looking at things fairly expensive, if you will. Or, or Darren, the $5 T-shirt that's going for $45 right that's just stamped with the 2022 yes. playoffs on it i'm like this thing i can't even wash it it'll shrink up to the size of a baby pee um so this is the i found this is the most surefire way to get new free gear is wear old stuff and you'd be, you'd be surprised what shows up in your mail or under your seat in the press box <laughs> that's a good strategy story. yeah I'll, uh, yeah, yeah for sure not just a pretty face here um, point five of the quick six in the NHL playoffs tonight. The Tampa Bay Lightning are looking to take a 2-0 stranglehold in their series with the Florida Panthers in Sunrise. Additionally, the Colorado Avalanche will be attempting to improve on their 6-0 playoff record as they host the St. Louis Blues in Game 2. 
RP Show brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. Camco, Cam, you've met him, is up and on his phone because he's liking all my Instagram posts this morning. So thank you, Cameron. <laughs> and I'll just fly through these final two. 6A, point six a I'm reading from the CP wire copy here. Turning attention to the NBA playoffs, the Celtics and Heat will resume their Eastern Conference Final with Game 2 at Miami tonight. Miami took Game 1, 118-107. And the East's top seed will be looking for more of the same tonight. I don't know who wrote that. They're good. And 6B, the Centennial Cup, opens at Noon Mountain at Affinity Place in Esteban. The Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons. Opening today in beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. The schedule is this. Noon Mountain, Pickering versus Red Lake. 4 p.m. Mountain, Sioux versus Flin Flon. And 7.30 p.m. Mountain, that is the feature game, Brooks versus Longgate. And I talked to the coach of the Bruins, Jason Tatarnik, this morning, as I mentioned off the top of the show. He said all their games are night games, which is smart scheduling. Obviously, they always do it that way. I said, they got enough hotels in Esteban to host all these teams. He's like, oh, no problem there. There's even some hotels that have vacancy, he said, Moose. But he said, he goes, I wouldn't be surprised if some outlying communities like Stoughton, certainly Weyburn, there'll be fans staying out that way. But the city itself has more than enough room for the teams. And uh, it's ago today so those are my quick six show topics so where do we want to go from here because i'm game for anything uh <laughs> okay let's let's jump into the chat let's jump into the cesspool that is the chat of the rp show moose let's do it darren watching and darren in salt lake city says that rod another way to get free gear from a team wear someone else's gear to their practice slash games Spicy. My mind, my mind just flashed back to 1993. I got a lapel pin from the Kamloops Blazers. And as like I've never had any affinity or affection for the Kamloops Blazers, but I love their logo. And they gave me a lapel pin. I don't know why. That was 93, dude. That was Jerome McGinley, Shane Doan, uh, Tyson Nash days, either Don Hay or Tom Rennie. I think Rennie. And anyways, I put it on my briefcase, leather briefcase, with the Prince Albert Raiders. I was the voice of the Prince Albert Raiders. And Donnie Clark was our coach, Wendell's brother. And Donnie's like, why the hell you got a Blazers lo uh, logo on there? I said, what have you ever given me besides grief? Next day, I got a Raiders tracksuit. <laughs> it does work. Sure it does. Um, it, 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 it works very well. One night we were sitting in Diggers. Ever been to Diggers in Prince Albert? No. If it hasn't happened in Diggers, it hasn't happened anywhere. And uh, Donnie Clark was with us, you know, back when the radio guys and the coaches used to cavort together away from the arena. And Donnie says, why on earth would you go into the broadcasting pro profession? What a perilous, dangerous job with no job security. Broadcasting, I said. I might say the same thing about coaching, Buffalo Head. <laughs> you got me. He says, and he laughed. Uh, so this is how we get along, me and the coaches. Uh, to the CFL-CBA. And you daren't take a run at any of these if you have comments, but Ted in Red Deer watching says, so the CFL is eliminating a Canadian player, essentially? No, let's run it back. 
for years, decades, the CFL teams have been required to start seven Canadians. In this new deal, which was agreed to last night, you now need to start eight, but one of them can be an American who's played at least five years in the CFL or three years with one team. Let's use Charleston Hughes as the example, because I want to say he's into his 13th season, maybe 14th season, Darren. Let's use Chucky as the naturalized Canadian in this thing. So he would be the eighth Canadian. They're not eliminating any Canadian jobs at all. They're adding the mandatory ratio starters. They're adding from seven to eight and making these Americans Canadianized. I, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome because what do we want out of the game? We want it to still feel like it's ours, Canada's game. So Canadians are a part of it. And we know they're going to play and we keep our outstanding Canadian award and all those types of things. And we want players to stay in the league for a long time, especially veterans. So we don't want players being swapped in and out every year all the time. And let's just get the new shiny American out of college and just swap them all out fresher, younger, cheaper, right? No, let's keep some of our players in the game, like the Derek Dennis's and the Manny Arsenault's and guys who come here and play for years because they feel like Canadians. Of course they do. You know, Weston Dressler felt like a Canadian, felt like he was part of the Canadian Air Force, right? Like he felt Canadian. Well, he should be considered that when he plays here for a certain amount of time and the league is fixing that. John Ohm, um, watching in Winnipeg, writes in, he says, glad I'm not wearing my 2001 NHL Eastern Conference Semifinals Devil's Leafs t-shirt today. How's that for old t-shirts? Oh, trust me, I know. I don't know. Somewhere, Moose, you and I were together and I was wearing a pinstripe suit. Maybe when I was packing the vehicle at the Gray Eagle, I said, my suits are so old, they've come back in style. Yes. Never thought I'd see the day. No, it's not a joke. That's how old I am and how old my suits are. And the, the fact that I've lost 60 pounds in the pink drink you just saw me drinking, the suits are actually too big. And with these suits from Colin O'Brien Man Shop, they never, ever, ever wear out. James Henderson, he's watching in Borna, Manitoba, writes in, he says, man, do the Vegas Golden Knights look stupid with Gerard, Garan, uh, Gerard Gallant up for coach of the year and them firing their guy. Well, obviously, I could sit and talk about the Golden Knights for hours, maybe days. They're my favorite team. And we discussed this a while back, Darren. They rule by fear. And I'm not sure you know, that, that gets results, I think, for some teams. But, man, I wouldn't want to be in a culture like that is in Vegas. You screw up, you're gone. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a recipe for short-term success, but not long-term success. And you go through a lot of short-term cycles. You can have long-term success, but it's short-term cycles with different people in every cycle. So it means a lot of turnover, a lot of stress, right? And, you know, you're in that, you get squeezed for everything, and then you're out as soon as you don't have any juice left to give, right? And, you know, Gerard Gallant took that team to a cup final, right? And and uh, they squeeze the juice out. One bad year doesn't make the cup, and boom, he's gone. Same thing with Peter DeVore. So um, very, very hot, um, contentious environment. That's why I wonder how much people actually pay attention, because it's not just the coaches. Look at Marc-Andre Fleury. You screw up in Game 3 of the conference final, off with your head. They've got a different 
sideline on ringside reporter every year. <laughs> every year there's a new one. If you, I follow it because I watch their games. I'm like, man, what do you guys want? What does it take? Different analysts. They're getting punted every year in Vegas. And yet, my friends that work for the team say it's a tremendous organization to work for. I say it is as long as you do your job. But you do something they don't like, you're gone. And that's a lot to live with. Carlos in Indianapolis regarding the new CFL-CBA says, so after a few years in the league, everyone's Canadian as far as the CFL is concerned? I'm okay with the idea, but maybe the parameters need a little tweaking. Well, we've been talking about it for 40 years, doing it, and they finally did it. I mean, this is a major innovation in the way the CFL does business. i got to really applaud them for it. Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C., I haven't researched it, but can they still load up with Americans on defense or offense? Your eight starting Canadians now can be on either side of the ball. It just needs to add up to eight. I think the more that we get on to this, those players are going to become more and more valuable. Like you said, Darren, you're incentivizing Americans to stay in the league, to play in Canada, to stay with one team. I'm sitting here wondering why the heck it took so long. I know it's been such a part of the game. Like, you know, you look at, at, um, you want to, I think you want to reward these Americans who come here and make Canada home. You know, you go all the way back, like even Warren Moon, I know he left after all, but he came here and committed to Canada and Doug Flutie and Jeff Garcia and the Anthony Calvios, right. Who came and made Canada home, Ben Cahoon. You know, you look at a lot of different players. You want to reward them for um, coming up here and, and really becoming Canadians is essentially what they do. They all, a lot of them want to stay here, live here, work here. So I think it's great. Uh, Michael Wynn watching in Winnipeg, watching on Game Plus TV says, Raiders and Knights run it the same way. Well, that's the, that's the uh, longtime slogan of Al Davis, the Raiders owner. Just win, baby. Just win and you're fine. Ted in Red Deer says, Lou Lamarillo seems to rule by fear. I don't know for sure. Well, he just fired his coach for missing the playoffs, Barry Trotz. And by the way, last I looked, Lou Lamarillo, second winningest coach in NHL history behind Glenn Sather, three Stanley Cup rings with the New Jersey Devils. So as Darren said, there's a lot to be said for ruling by fear. And I'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with it. I just wouldn't want to work in that environment. Not at my age. Maybe he's a young kid. Yeah. Not anymore. Moose, I'm going to let you go. We'll see you back here for hour two. You bet. See ya. Okay. When we return, Hockey Hall of Famer, Calgary Flames great, the pride of Hannah Alberta, Lanny McDonald, to recap a wild game one in the Battle of Alberta. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, live in 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in South Florida. Panthers lightning tonight. Game two, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, by the way, Jeff Foxworthy, the largest selling comedy recording artist in history, a multiple Grammy Award nominee and best-selling author of more than 26 books, brings his brand new The Good Old Days tour to Calgary on May 28th to Great Eagle Event Center. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.ca. That is Jeff Foxworthy, the master of redneck comedy.
Well, playoff hockey continues in Winnipeg for the ice. They are now lined up against the Edmonton Oil Kings in the Eastern Conference Final. It opens Friday night at Wayne Fleming Arena, the ice cave, and Matthew Savoy of the ice joins us again on the RP Show this morning. And Matt, I really appreciate you joining us on short notice and flipping with the Hockey Hall of Famer and Landy McDonald. And I want to ask you, first of all, I guess you were on the ice this morning. How are the boys feeling uh, as a group getting ready for Game 1 Friday night? Yeah, really good. Uh, you know, there's lots of energy in, in our group right now, you know, on the ice, off the ice. Um, you know, going through our systems, our details, just to make sure we're ready for this series is, uh, you know, the biggest focus right now. I'm wondering what you guys are talking about because I think the last time you were on, I asked you about facing Edmonton in the East Final. I asked all your guys, Zach Benson and uh, whomever has been on, that it was going to be Winnipeg Edmonton. Nobody wanted to talk about it because that was too far down the line, and I get it. But now it's here. So your thoughts on facing the Oil Kings in the Final Four? Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of excitement, uh, you know, from our group. They're, they're obviously, you know, a good team, a good, hardworking, skilled team. But, um, you know, I think we need to focus on our game a lot of it, uh, you know, how we play, how we're going to, um, you know, bring our energy in the opening face off. So I think, you know, getting the momentum on our side is, uh, is going to be important. And, uh, you know, that's just what we're trying to do. Matthew Savoy with us here from Winnipeg. St. Albert product, 90 points in 65 games with the Winnipeg Ice this season. Um, can we just look back a little bit? You, you flattened PA in round one, and then it went to five against Moose Jaw. Talk about that game three in Moose Jaw, if you don't mind. I know you're looking ahead, but just for the sake of this interview, indulge me, please. How did you guys drop that one in Moose Jaw? Yeah, I thought uh, for the start of the game, I thought we came out a little bit flat. Uh, didn't really have our legs under us, you know, playing in a way barn. Um, can be a bit tougher at times, you know, with the atmosphere. But, uh, you know, I thought, you know, in, in game four, we did a good job responding to it. Uh, you know, we looked over some videos, saw some tendencies that we were doing wrong and, um, you know, corrected them pretty quick. And uh, we were able to come back and, and win the next two. So I thought, you know, I thought that was important for our group. From some of our Winnipeg viewers, Tacona watching in Winnipeg says, Hi, Maddie. Glad your injury wasn't long-term. Good luck knocking off the Oil Kings. From Michael Wynn, he says, Hash Savoy, hashtag legendary. Randy from Winnipeg says, Go Ice. He says, Where do the Oil Kings play out of? Well, they play out of the big rink, but they do have another rink there called the Community Arena in case the big rink's being used. It's attached to Rogers Place, which reminds me, Matt, when you guys went through Alberta, I think the last time, I called the game with Munzee, you lost in Redder, then you went into Edmonton and lost. And it seems like the, your team needs a little bit of a reminder from time to time. Uh, you know, a little bit of a kick of the pants. I'm sure you haven't forgotten that loss in Edmonton, however long ago that was. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. We played them uh, four times, I think, this year and uh, dropped three and we won one. So, you know, definitely went through some video um, on our games, you know, throughout the season and, uh, you know, just saw some tendencies that they have, some that we, we have against them. So uh, just really dissecting, you know, the way that they play and um, figuring out a good game plan uh, to, you know, counter that uh, is, has really just been our focus this week. And, um, you know, just going against Edmonton, you know, a big skilled team, uh, you just have to, you know, work hard, follow your system and, um, you know, trust trust the players around you. Tell me what it's like playing in the ice cave in these playoffs, if you don't mind. The Jets aren't in the playoffs. The Moose, uh, of course, have been. But I just felt like you guys might have Winnipeg all to yourself. Uh, what What's the vibe like in the ice cave here in these playoffs? Different than the regular season? 
Yeah, uh, it's been really energetic. You know, we've been getting some good crowds, crowds, sorry, good atmospheres. Um, you know, the the fans have been really engaged, um, you know, so it's good. It, it provides, you know, a little bit of energy for for the players out there, you know, to hear that. And, um, you know, just to know the, the city supporting you behind you is is definitely important. What have you learned in these playoffs, by the way? I mean, you're still a young guy, but you've you've been around. You played a lot of places. You had the year in the USHL, but have the playoffs in your mind been different than the regular season? What have you learned the past two series? Yeah, they've been uh, you know a step up intense wise. Uh, I think you know the the pace of play, the physicality, uh, it all just ramps up a level, and uh, you know you got to be able to adapt to the speed and. Um, you know, like I said, the physicality of the play. Um, you know, lots of teams' game plans can can beat up the physicality. You know, play a meaner, tougher game. And um, you know, I think just keeping keeping what you've been doing all year. You know, skating with the puck, um, just playing your game. You know, trusting your skills and uh, your teammates around you. I think that's the best recipe for success. You're scoring at about the same clip in the playoffs as the regular season. How's it felt for you? Have you felt like you've elevated your game in the playoffs? Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, trying to do uh, anything I can to, to, you know, help our team win, uh, whether that's, you know, putting the puck in the net or contributing uh, in other in other ways, uh, you know, on the PK, being solid defensively. Uh, the list goes on to, you know, the ways you can contribute. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, it's been uh, good to, you know, put the puck in the net, get the offense going, um, you know, get some momentum going in our group. But, uh, you know, just playing the team game, uh, making sure our system's intact, I think is, is going to be our biggest thing, you know, uh, in this series and uh, moving forward for sure. My last one for you, uh, Matt, is just about the Oil Kings, and I'm sure you're probably getting sick of being asked about them, but I had an NHL scout tell me that they've probably got five players that will be in the NHL next year. Three first-rounders. Uh, I think this will be a long series. Shoot, this could be the WHL final for all intents and purposes. How do you beat them? Because you guys are confident, too. You've been ahead of them in the rankings all year. Uh, what do you think the key is to beating the Edmonton Oil? Yeah, uh, you know, we're a confident group. We, uh, we have a lot of belief in ourselves. Um, you know, I think we have a, a really deep lineup. We can, you know, run four lines, all 60, um, you know, just play the game fast. I think, you know, that's, we've been harping on that, playing fast all year, um, outskating our opponents, you know, making sure we're, we're always have our feet moving. So I think, you know, just skating and um, sticking to our system, sticking our game, playing with confidence. I think uh, those will be the, the biggest factors in our success this series. Well, good luck with it, Matt. We're following it very closely. Uh, continued success and uh, good luck against Edmonton. Thank you. Appreciate it. Matt Savoy of the Winnipeg Ice checking in today from the Ice Cave. What a series. And two NHL caliber coaches on the bench, by the way, James Patrick of the Ice and Brad Lauer of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, a sports update before we break. And get your questions and comments in now on the text line. The number's on the screen, the 902 line, or in the chat, uh, because Taco Time viewer takeover is next. But the second strike in CFL history is over. The league confirmed Wednesday night that it and the Players Association reached a tentative CBA. Contracts still must be ratified by both the CFL Board of Governors and the Players Association membership, but the teams are hitting the field today for day one of training camps. In the NHL playoffs tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning can take a 2-0 stranglehold with a win here in Florida. 
Meanwhile, in Denver, the Colorado Avalanche look to go up 2-0 on the St. Louis Blues. Colorado is 6-0 in these Stanley Cup playoffs. The PGA Championship is underway without Bryson DeChambeau. The 2020 U.S. Open champ withdrew from the major after practicing for two days at Southern Hills to test his surgically repaired left wrist. How about this? In one grouping this morning, it's Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Jordan Spieth. PGA Championship underway, and as you all know, Phil is not there. Raptors guard Scotty Barnes, Detroit Pistons forward Cade Cunningham, and Cleveland Cavaliers forward Evan Mobley have been unanimously selected to the NBA All-Rookie First Team. Also named to the team are Orlando forward Franz Wagner and Houston Rockets guard Jalen Green. Barnes is this year's NBA Rookie of the Year. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including the beautiful state of Florida on TDS Cable. Live streaming on YouTube. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always listen to the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show. It's Thursday. That means for the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one, half off at Taco Time every Thursday. With over 120 locations across Canada, there's always one near you. And by the way, promotional consideration for the RP Show brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. The warm scent of a gentleman shampoo teams up with an invigorating cool peppermint conditioner. Pop that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day. Feeling fresh and confident. Available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com. And Amazon Canada and the Tough Tribe will be making the road trip to Estevan, Saskatchewan. Beginning Saturday, we get into the Energy City, and all next week we'll be broadcasting live from the Centennial Cup. Everything is coming together so nicely. Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons, live from beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. Uh, there was breaking news today that relates a little to that. CFL strike ending, we just read that. Next Monday's CFL preseason game between Saskatchewan and Winnipeg at Mosaic Stadium in Saskatchewan has been moved back to May 31st. And that's perfect. It's the first day that we're going to be broadcasting from the Centennial Cup. All the focus can be on the National Junior A Championship. Which, speaking of, um, as we go to viewer takeover here for Taco Time, Bob Smith is watching in Maple Ridge, British Columbia on Game Plus TV, carried out there on the Telus Optic Cable Carrier. He says, RP, you're the only sports talk show that mentions the WHL. Way to go. Well, that's because I love it. And Bob, I've spent a lot of time thinking about which league I love the most, knowing, full disclosure, I love them all. And I would have initially said that the WHL was the league that I loved the first. But no, that was the NHL, only because it was pumped into my cranium. As a young lad, Hockey Night in Canada, Leafs Habs. 
and later on the orders. But um, and then I I spent 17 years in the Western Hockey League, and I've worked in Junior A too. And this is the one thing that I realized through my CFL coverage that you know it doesn't get the coverage that it should across Canada. There's millions of fans of the Canadian Football League. There's millions of fans of the Canadian Hockey League. And frankly, there's millions of fans of the Canadian Junior A Hockey League. There's junior hockey in every city across Canada. So let's give them the coverage. And that's why we're headed to Estevan. Thanks to the city of Estevan. Thanks to Hockey Canada. I just can't wait to get there. And really, what it's going to be is a bunch of old hockey guys and now some hockey gals. Oh, my dad would just be in seventh heaven at this thing, so I'll represent him proudly. Oh, yeah, Tony Cernick is watching in the Energy City. He's obviously just logged in. He said the Energy City is buzzing. First puck drop at noon today. I'll say it again. I talked to the coach of the Bruins this morning, Jason Tatarnik. He said the city is bumping. Uh, the 29th, sorry, the 19th to the 29th. What is that? I'm bad at math. 11 days, 12 days, three games a day. Um, last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. Regarding the Edmonton-Winnipeg WHL East Conference Final, Randy from the Peg says, if Edmonton is already set up for TV, maybe someone will pick up the Oil Kings versus Ice matchup. Just watch it on streaming, Randy. I wish that these games were on television. For I don't, I'm, We don't have time to get into why they're not. Maybe Darren can next hour because he and I have both broadcast WHL on Shaw over the years. Jeff, the Stamps fan, said, in Calgary this morning there is a great debate with the nine goals Calgary scored, were Oiler fans able to count that high? You got to have a sound effect for that, guys. <laughs> Lots to talk about next hour. The CFL strike is over. Last night's Stanley Cup playoff games. Tonight's Stanley Cup playoff games. The Centennial Cup is opening. PGA Championship. We'll carry it all over into hour two after this break here on Game Plus. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.